Peace, peace, family, friends. Welcome to another beta edition of the Shut Up June podcast, a space for curious ramblings. Anyone else waste some time last night watching that debate? It was like the good old days, wasn't it? Politics as usual. Questions were asked. Questions were dodged. Talking points were forced. And so much bullshit permeated through the air that a fly made a cameo. That's what we got. I don't think it moved the needle in any significant way. Gave us an above average Twitter night at best. I'm not sure who won that debate, to be honest. It's tough to tell. Pence talked to his base, Harris to hers. And I think you can only measure who won by trying to understand what their goals for the night was. And I'm not entirely sure what Harris's goals for the night was. I think she came across as strong and very much capable of being someone that's in command, uh, which is what I expected from her. It's what we've seen from her. And Pence, you know, if you are a on the fence, and I'm trying to empathize and get into the mind of a on the fence uh, Republican trying to figure out who to vote for, but these are the exercises that make us better people, I guess. Uh, if you're that person, then you're looking at Pence, and he represents a sense of stability uh, within the Republican Party, right? He's probably the most recognizable conservative Christian Republican that we have in this country. And I think that that may matter to uh, some of the folks in the swing states and people that are kind of on the fence so for them it was like okay well and they may not be down for trump so they're looking at this like is there an adult in the room and i think pence can come across as that even if that may not necessarily be the case but he can come across as that in comparison to whatever type of man-child Trump is. The debate itself is kind of meh. Whatever. Honestly, I think the most interesting thing was really everything that was going on behind the scenes prior to the debate, leading up to it, right? The reason I tuned in, and I assume a lot of other people tuned in, is y'all little American president got the Rona. President got sick. 
and I think that I think that news brought some higher sense of importance to the vice presidential debate, which usually doesn't get as much coverage and is usually pretty forgettable. And honestly, I think last night it fell into that category as well, except for the fly, (laughs) right? But yeah, I mean, let's backtrack. So the news broke of the president getting sick. And my reaction was, well, I've seen this already. We've seen this already, guys. We've seen in this year alone, the major conservative, authoritarian characters that live in our world get touched this year. Like, remember when there was speculation that Kim Jong-un had died? That was this year. Remember that? He wasn't said to be doing well. Bolsonaro, down in Brazil, got the COVID, bounced up like ground balls. And now we saw the latest in Trumpito. So I kind of just let the news play out. I didn't really follow it closely. I didn't think there would be much information that would be accessible. Like unless something drastic happened, right? We weren't really going to know. And it was most likely going to be downplayed. Like, I think we all could have made that assumption. It didn't take a lot of creativity to come up with that. The more interesting observation was happening on the ground, right? We all thought about it. What happens if old boy gets... 86th out of here, right? And that was the overwhelming conversation that was happening. And it was interesting to observe that because it just spoke a lot to the human condition, I guess. Not sure. I'm still trying to sort through it. But, I mean, I saw it on the Twitters. Some of y'all were really going in. Putting a lot of of bad uh, karmic energy out there. Wishing death and whatnot. And I'm not here judging you for it. It's not my place. I'm just saying for me... I'm not necessarily in the business of wishing death. Just doesn't seem like good karmic spiritual energy to have. You know what I mean? It's not what I'm trying to put out there. It'd be it'd be real out of character for me. And 
I'd be a little tight if I saw myself acting out of character because of Trump. Like, that's just whack. But that was a conversation that we were having in my circle. I don't know what kind of circles you guys run in, but in the circles that I run in, we looked at it. Looked at every angle of this story, right? It could have gone anyway. If he lives, if he dies, if he's sick, if he dies before the election, after the election, if he lives, if he says that this was nothing more than a cold, or if he ends up in a respirator, right? Like all of these different scenarios were the cases that we were looking through in our minds and trying to figure out, okay, which which way does it go, right? Like, does a certain outcome make him a martyr in the eyes of some or mystify the Trump agenda in a certain way that catapults it even higher than it already is? Like, these were all the conversations that we were having. And to me, that was really the more interesting piece. It wasn't so much about exactly what was going on in the White House. And I know a lot of people wanted to talk about, I guess there was a function at the Rose Garden or whatever it was. I didn't really give a damn about any of that. I thought it was just interesting to see like yo, like how would we cover this? Like if something happened to dude, like how's that gonna get covered? In the US, internationally, right? Because there's a certain sense of professional decorum. But I guess this is all just speculation. And the truth of the matter is that president's alive and well. Back at 1600 Pennsylvania Ave. And we are headed towards quite a bumpy landing with this upcoming election. And I suggest we all just buckle up and do our best to get through it. In other news, I got to watch Vampires vs. the Bronx. Y'all seen this film? Heard about it? All of you spooky season people? Cornballs. Who says that? You ever have an adult tell you spooky season? Come on, man. Fuck out my face. Vampires vs. the Bronx, man. It was a cool film. It was fun. Real nostalgic film. Brought me back to like 80s, 90s type of coming of age tales. Basic plot is that there's a company that's buying out local businesses and properties and they happen to be managed by vampires. That's the premise. It's an all-star cast. I don't know about all-star. There's some good people there. I mean, film won me over with two of my crushes being in it, with Zoe Saldana and Judy Marte. So I was in. And I think what the 
I think what I enjoyed the most is I think the film does a good job at highlighting. Well, essentially, there's a lot of subtext in the film. It's a real subtextual film. Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word or not, but it feels right. So I'm going to go with it. It's real subtextual. They hit you a lot over the head with themes of gentrification. And I thought it did a pretty good job at a rudimentary level of kind of explaining some of the thought process as to how this happens, right? Because these communities that are quote-unquote up-and-coming, a.k.a. not a lot of investment in there, and there is opportunity for investment. A lot of these communities, these groups come in, big development companies, and they get these 25-year, 30-year tax abatements, and they begin development, and they end up buying out a lot of small properties or businesses because it's not hard, man. You know, you throw some cash at some people that are looking for a better life, a way out, and it's not that hard to buy out the block. But what happens is because of these tax abatements that, I mean, you go a whole generation without bringing tax income into the community. So that's a problem. That's the controversy around that. But the film does a really cool job at highlighting uh, the inner workings of, this, of these communities. And I'm not from the Bronx, but I am from the Northeast, specifically New Jersey, specifically Hudson County, specifically Union City. And like, yo, right around the block from me, there is a tall high-rise building that has, I don't know, been there for like a, about the better part of the decade now. And literally right next door, there's a homeless shelter. So that's kind of the stark comparison between the influences of these communities. Anyways, I suggest you check out the film if you're here for some laughs. It has nothing to do with some of the stuff that I was talking about, but you know I like to ramble. All right, I'm closing this episode because I feel like doing so. Y'all stay safe. Keep it progressive. Peace.